Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Thanks for joining me this week as I speak to Jennifer Grimm, CEO and founder of Lux Beauty Boutique in Edmonton, Canada. Three points that I really looked forward to being able to learn about is her philosophy, math doesn't lie, her understanding of how core values impacts everything she does, and understanding that her two customers are just as important. And that first customer is the one that purchases the product and the other that represents it. Tune in now to learn more. And joining me today is Jennifer Grimm with Lux Beauty up in Edmonton, Canada. Hey, thanks for joining me, Jen. Hi, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. Wonderful to have you join us. So uh, our listeners do not know uh, who you are or where you are, anything about your wonderful company. So tell me who you are and a bit about uh, how you got there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my name is Jennifer and um, let's see, almost 20 years ago, so 18 years ago, right out of university I the stars came together and I opened up Lux Beauty Boutique um, at the time in certainly in Canada and, and much more so in Edmonton all the really cool hard to find beauty brands that we would read about in magazines all the time weren't available and uh, and I thought well I grew up magazines and loving the beauty industry <laughs> and thinking that someone should bring this here. So why not me? Yeah. It was also around that time that the internet was first starting. Um, let's see. I think Amazon was just a page full of kind of janky looking links. Sephora was just entering the U S right. and um, the, it was all about like going to the department store or maybe to the body shop, but that, sort of open brand, open counter uh, cosmetic buying experience was very, very, very new. And uh, yeah, and then in 18 well, years... Well, I think that's the key, Jen. Do I call you Jennifer or Jen? Sorry. Oh, yeah, Jen. Oh, good. <laughs> so um, I think the key, though, is that you understood the frustration point that women in your market had. Yes. And that open um, counter, you were pretty... Uh, fast forward with that weren't you I didn't think that was around that much 20 years ago was it uh, um sorry that, that 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 idea of the open oh yeah for sure no that was very very you know you have to kind of wait for them to come serve you uh that's not your store and so you were a pioneer in that really weren't you yeah and so but I also think it's important to or it worked out at least that so, you know, I had grown up loving magazines and, and beauty products are really fun. And that mm. was an interest to me. But the reason why my business lasted 18 years is because of my love and fit for, for retail and for business. So it happened to be, I chose a really cool industry. Oh, gotcha. To 
open a store with, but I always joke like I could be doing this for selling tires, for refrigerators. <laughs> Seems like I've got a lot of dings on my phone today. Well, so so the beauty was just a pickle um, to get you there. You need yeah. to be in retail. Yes. And something I also think is pretty cool is how at the time I actually didn't know that I loved retail. Like I, I got my, <laughs> um, my degree in business from the university and I thought, well, I'll be a consultant and tell other people how to run their businesses. And then maybe one day I'll open up my own consulting firm. Um, but my By the way, that sounds better than it actually is. That's a yeah. lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And because I just I always, always knew that I just loved business and how it worked and, and the strategy behind it and the problem solving and the creativity. And in university, I had a undeclared major. So some people, you know, focus in marketing or some people focus in, I don't know, management science, but I was undeclared because I just had too many interests and I couldn't just focus on one. Well, what I have since learned is that people who have undeclared majors in university are actually perfect for going into retail because, as you know, each each day is different, and you have well, to. Well, that's that's right because you have to wear all those different hats, and so you have to be up for the challenge. Exactly. Yeah, and then just that constant change in the diversity of skills and all that fun stuff. Fabulous. Well, um, I need you to talk about the way that you do. Um, manage well the way you manage your employees because you are so um, you know it's like they hire with you once and then your goal is to get them to go on and do great things isn't it yeah that's true I hope they stick around I mean, for a while you know what I mean yeah oh that's oh for sure like it's a great source of joy in my life to see where my Lux alum ladies go and well, but it's a focus. How do you do it? Because it's it, it, folks that are just joining us. Um, Jennifer has been in business 20 years and um, you've got a real system of how you empower your employees. It's not just lip service with you. So can you share, you know, two or three tips of how you have, have such a passionate uh, workforce? I think that's, that's sure. key. Well, I think, um, you know, it all starts with hiring and being really involved in the interview process and the hiring and what it comes down to is several years ago, myself, my organization, we properly defined our core values. And of course, core values exist always. That's, that's why they're core, but Even we have to, like, written down they exist. So yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Like they're there, but we like defined them into four core values and, um, and that just, oh, that was the best thing I've ever done. And so be able to point on the wall and say, yes, the, you're part of our organization because you match those core values or, oh, so mm. it's been poor fit, not because either of us are wrong. It's just that we're not the right fit. And so that yeah. was number one. Absolutely. Find your core values and hire to those. Can you give us one example of a core value? Because I know it's hard. I know it's hard to work on. So. Yeah, for sure. So the Lux core values are passion for exemplary retailing, pounce on possibilities, united front, and find a way to say yes plus. Wow. And everything we do comes down to those, and those are the qualities that I look for. And live and, buy, and live and breathe by it. So when you're interviewing, you're hearing, how is this a match or not a match? 
and yeah. it's not whether I like them. It's are they gonna are they gonna grow and thrive in this environment? Because there are plenty of people that are not. We're in this together. Yeah. And, and yes, plus it's kind of a no, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it just everything became so clear as soon as those were written on the paper. It was great. So absolutely, my number one. Spend some time spend money on an expert whatever you need to do to define your core values and then you you do meetings every week don't you isn't that one of your things or uh, um well it depends on how busy the year is sure Absolutely. sure we love our team and um and, and not only for a chance to get everyone trained up on whatever the subject is at the time but also we just all really like each other so it's an opportunity to hang out and have some fun yeah really our staff meetings and our trainings are really fun or sometimes they it's like okay well actually we're all gonna go out to a patio and hang out but we'll kind of integrate a bit of meeting to this Uh, yeah yeah the other thing that I was thinking of is that um at Lux our mission statement is uh it's not too complex it's everyone leaves Lux feeling happier when they came than when they came in and so I always say it's not just about the clients feeling happier, which of course it is. I mean, if right, someone right. walks out the door and they're feeling happier than when they came in, you have done your job. Um, but it's about our team. You come to work and spend so many hours of your life at work. This should be, this should be a great place for you and you should feel happy to come to work and certainly leave feeling happier at the end of your, of your shift. And so, um, that comes up a lot in our one-on-ones. Oh, that's another thing. I guess I do our quarterly one-on-ones, checking in, setting goals. Of course, it's all about the metrics. So, well, it's a personal. That's the thing. You're an entrepreneur. Then you're 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 driving the car. That's what uh, I think. When uh, we met, I realized that you really are driving the car of this uh, business, and you understand how to take care of it. Now, I'm sure people listening are thinking. Everything is wonderful. (laughs) So tell me, like, with that employee who doesn't want, at some point, who isn't making the world a better place, and you have to have that hard conversation. Um, Do you feel like you you missed it, or or you lacked, or did they, or how do you approach something like that? Because I know that's really tough for independent business become so bonded, and we like our crew, and we like them outside of work, but when it comes to the actual job people have trouble actually either reprimanding or suggesting hey you know you've already left the job I just need the body to follow it now you know yeah gosh okay well yeah <laughs> everything to you everything you said yes um well I first of all with like everything in life I always think what what am I what is my deficiency like what could I be doing better how like what have I not brought to the table it just really look inward on that sometimes maybe for too long sure yeah (laughs) Um, and just uh, you know again it comes down to that united front and I recently had some clarity on it's not just about you know part of united front is that if someone's going through a tough time we're there for them and we'll nurture them through that it's not just oh you kind of had a bad month and so boom you're out no like we'll try and get through this together and also what's my role in that um and then <sighs> but you don't take responsibility for their performance all on you right i mean you see this as an equal choice isn't it well i guess that's one reason why metrics are so lovely because 
it's it's like math doesn't lie right you can read the stories in the number and so you can say hey something's going on because the pattern of these numbers tell me so and I can do as much as I can or this environment can but at the end of the day like something's going on yeah and um and so that's very nice because it then it takes away the um you know just the awkwardness really when you can just point to something that's yes it's black and white I yeah. love that. I may have to put that on a, have that embroidered on a, on a one something <laughs> and put up math doesn't lie. If you're, if you're uh, have a retail store you, and you wonder uh, what would be a great thing to put by your office, that's a great one because that's what your banks look like. That's what your vendors look alike. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I say this as someone who like overanalyzes to death. And so <laughs> ultimately when you can say, Hey, there it is. <laughs> Uh, well, can you give me an example of a challenge you've had to overcome? Because just like an a employee interview, you know, I'm hearing everything's going great, growing great. And then you have to find some little contrary information to keep it a balanced uh, thing. So what would be a challenge you've had? I mean, my goodness, you've had this beautiful uh, store for 20 years. The market is certainly changing. you got the biggest uh, mall in the world is not that far from you. So uh, what's a challenge you've had and how'd you overcome it? Oh, my God. So many just one. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess traffic is always going to be a challenge. And yeah. I think all retailers will sing that song. Um, so, you know, staying relevant and staying interesting and keeping people interested. Challenges with, you know, our our orders that are MIA. And so our, our shelf is empty of products that people mm. really want. And who's the one that looks bad in that situation? It's Lux. It's us, yeah. right? No one's thinking, yeah. oh, well, the Canadian border turned we'll away the border a, for some reason. We'll give them a pass. Just because, yeah. yeah, they don't, huh? Because you know they can walk right outside and do it on their phone. Yeah. Um, another topic that um, certainly is on my mind, but I don't really hear out there a lot, is that, you know, we're a small business. That means that my family we're involved like the work it's us and so right now like we moved into a a larger hopefully more beautiful space about a year yeah about a year and a half ago that's right since you were same development or yeah same um one of our neighboring um like bays i suppose Uh um vacate came up available and that was uh, an example of pouncing on possibilities Perfect. and moved in so we have um about the same amount of space on the main level but then we have a lower level which is a creative space our ah. where we host parties and classes and makeup appointments and then office space um <laughs> that's not the fun part yeah uh, well actually for me the, it's the office space after years of doing this at my um, at my dining room table. Oh, <laughs> so beautiful! Okay. Office space is great. But anyway, that our our store is still not a hundred percent done. Most people wouldn't see the the stuff that I see that's undone. But you know who's doing that work? It's my husband. It's me. Yeah. Right. And so that's that other story where, God, imagine being sephora with endless budget Ugh. and crew and let's oh we want to try this so let's get her done and for us it's like time and energy and yeah but that makes it more rewarding because sephora may have money behind yeah. them and um 
you know, that's good. And beauty, let's face it, you know, young women are trying on faces now instead of clothes. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. And so you have that experiential th- uh, uh, environment. You also have young women who understand that and keep that fun aspect. But it's, a, it's about much more than that little, um, that little box on the shelf. I think what I really appreciate sure. about the way you talk about your business is you really realize you have two customers. You have an internal customer and you have the external customer. And both have to be happy. And I think that's um, really a key. I mean, did that come from some great advice you had received at some time? Or did you just come up with it? Or uh, I, I just really like having fun. <laughs> and I always thought that there had to be a better, more mature, more serious answer when, you know, the experts would say, what's your driving purpose? What's this? What's this? And I'm like, I just want to have fun. And then I clued in that that's actually kind of the key to Lux and my yeah. team and our success. So I'm going with it. It seems to work. Yeah, we like that. Well, you know, yeah. plenty of businesses have fun and, and are never around 20 years. So you, you, I think, kind of make it sound like, you know, I just like to have fun, but math doesn't lie and you know your numbers. Yeah. And uh, how do you decide to pull a line? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it comes down to you, it's got to pay its rent, right? The shelf space, we only have so much. And a brand has got to perform. Oh, that's another beauty of numbers. Oh my gosh, because anecdotes can be so distorting. And there might be like, let's say two clients that love a product, love a brand. And those um, so your those car- voices are very loud yes. and distorting. <laughs> but when you look at the numbers, you're like, we're not, it's not moving. It's not selling. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. That. Yeah, it's that, it's true. It's that balance of like having fun, but we're in it to win it, right? I so I want to. What's one of the best investments or most worthwhile investments you've ever made in your business? Oh my gosh! Um, this well, is the hard stuff. This stuff nobody asks you on the street. So yeah, the best investment. Um, I guess training and learning. Uh, let's ex- let's dig into that. So why is training a great investment? Because that's the thing that. You know, I was talking about on my uh, Facebook uh, live video this morning that so many people, I think, uh, swap out learning. Oh, I read a blog or I watched a video, but then they stop and don't don't do action with it. And I think that's the challenge with training. The challenge is getting people over that hump to say, my life could be easier if I trained everybody to do what I want them to do instead of putting out fires all day long or settling for crumbs when I could have the whole feast. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so how'd you get there I mean were you always you know when you're going through high school or through college was training a big thing they brought to you or oh no 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 um so I well I I mean I don't remember exactly the path to getting this way I've had great people on my team who who brought knowledge with them and Ah. implemented you know train because they came from corporate backgrounds and stuff and okay so so much that I've learned is the various people who worked for me over the years and the knowledge that they brought um but I I, I don't know I guess we're I I like to always say that the my team is a team of a plus people and a plus people like to keep their brains stimulated and perform well and so we try to don't minimize that because um, you're right. The A plus people like hanging with A plus people. You throw a D person with them, and uh, not only is it demotivating for that A plus person, but it's it's almost impossible, I think, to get the D person up to that level. They either start at that 
and go higher or, or they can't. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there is nothing truer than the, what is that? The bad apple drives out good. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Or that you can tell someone by who they hang around, right? You can, yeah. those that you have to protect that team so strongly and, and it's painful sometimes and you have to take really painful action of being the big boss and letting someone go and it's just a horrible horrible experience but the team has to come first great yeah i love that so i want you to think that um your girlfriend or a buddy of yours calls you up and says hey jen i'm gonna quit my job and i'm gonna go um i want to talk to you and so you go and you meet over at your local coffee place and they say i've always wanted to open a retail store um what advice would you give them yeah, gosh, I th I, this happens to me. And so I think about it a lot. And okay, so I think what it really comes down to just because I've, I've witnessed it, I've witnessed it by reading between the lines in the news. And I've seen it happen in real life with people that I know, where is it to take a really good examination of your skill set and your personality. And are you a manager skill set and personality? Or are you a owner because mm. those two things are absolutely necessary equally necessary and very very different so for instance i you know i like something to change every day and i like new ideas and oh chasing after this shiny object right. and all that stuff and i am not a very good manager of like the following through the little details every day ding 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 and thank goodness i've had those wonderful, wonderful people in my life. And conversely, I've seen people who were really, really great managers of a store and they're like, oh, I love this and I love running a store and I love uh, this industry. And so I'm going to go open a store and I've seen them implode because yeah. all that other stuff that they don't see, you know, whether it's like dealing with the money stuff, whether right. and the, that boring stuff or like... <sighs> Well, it's a lot of stuff. It's like people yeah. who say, oh, it'd be great to open a bed and breakfast. Yeah, well, it is until you open one yeah. and realize you have people in there 24 hours a day. Or you think, oh, it'd be great. We have a restaurant or a bar. It's like, well, that's great. But you're not going to have young children with that because you're going to be at the bar closing it down till one or yeah. two in the morning. Or I'm going to have a bakery. Well, you're going to be there every day at 5 a.m. making the product. And uh -huh. you, you don't get a pass from your customers. Just like you said about that cosmetics. You can't just yeah. say oh, we didn't get around. You don't have that luxury, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I just think it's really important that it comes down to that, that knowledge of, and again, there, I don't know. I think that there's this big like thing online now around, Ooh, you're an owner. You're an entrepreneur. Yep. You're, you're that whole, <laughs> you're doing the hustle, Jen. You're yeah. hustling. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm living the life you know, I'm hoping that I'm living the right. life that I'm supposed to and, right. you know, my born to be and all that stuff. But I don't think it makes me better than other people. It just happens to be that I'm wired this way. Yeah. And so, and we need great managers and we, we need yes. leader, like team leaders. And, and I don't know why though, that's not being exalted right now on social media because that's those great are great points. Absolutely. And, uh, and that same idea with retail in general, like, oh, well, you're a dinosaur marching on the desert. You're like, 90% um, of people are going to retail. And frankly, the skills, I always say, Jen, you know, retail kind of normalizes people who've been through retail. If you've been in retail, you learn it's about somebody else 
first, and then I get what I want. Yes. Until you do that, you think it's all about you. Yeah. And if you don't learn that, I think you'll just have a tougher life, you know? Well, retail is so great. Is please come on. Is there any more marginalized career choice than going into oh, tell me about retail, it. right? And people and like, and then that's the other thing too, right? When we we're talking about like hiring and choosing, either like you get it and you get lit up by that, yeah. or you just like, oh, what? So you spend your day folding Ex- shirts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. I when I graduated college and um, and this opportunity came to build this group of stores from six to 55 became the biggest in the nation but my friends who got their degrees like you're really doing retail like mm-hmm. what a loser and i'd look back and i say thank goodness i did because i'm living a life i didn't think i would have been able to when i was in college and more importantly every day i like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not stuck in music school with 30 kids playing untuned guitars trying to play stairway to heaven and yeah. just begging for the day i'm out of there um you know and i well i gotta get back to my i have a few more questions i want to be generous with your i don't you've been generous with your time um talk about this all day (laughs) when when you feel overwhelmed or you've uh, lost your focus temporarily what do you do to get back because you seem like an easily distracted person with a lot of fun things but at the end of the day that's a lot of energy you're putting in the world isn't it uh yeah and you have a young daughter if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah and projects always so many projects um well I definitely being around people is re-energizing because I can just you know summer is a great a time to kind of get caught up on projects that need doing so uh-huh. I can end up being sort of isolated with that it's a slower time in the store all that stuff and so just being around people and um is very energizing um how do you turn I it love- off how do you turn the store off you know what I mean like they're always in your head but do you go out with people that have nothing to do with retail or if if you find out the answer to that question I don't (laughs) know but I'm lucky my husband is also he loves he's not uh, involved other than you know being our handyman at the store he has his own career Uh and all that but we I don't know. There's always something to talk about. When we travel, we like look at stores and the design of them and yes. we kind of mentally calculate what things cost or yeah. evaluate how the shopping experience was. It's fun, right? I think it is fun because you're curious. And yeah. that's, what, that's what makes retail fun for me. I mean, yeah. why did they do that? That's an interesting display. How does that working? I get a different feel from it. And then when you unpack it, you're like, totally. this isn't random. You know, this is exactly. It's pretty amazing. It is, yeah, so that, I don't know, like, it's fun, and, and turning it off, <sighs> I don't know. All right, fair enough. All right, so um, tell me something good about retail. That's always the, that's the name of the podcast. What would you, just tell me something good about retail. For sure. Okay, well, yeah, all the doom and gloom, right? Um, the we, Breathe. Still... <laughs> consistently okay it comes down to this as consumers as people not even at the point of consumers we want to be inspired we want to feel connection and we want to find a solution i talk about this all the time with my team if this is why people are walking in this door they want inspiration connection and a solution and we need to hopefully deliver on all threes we find out the primary one and then you know also satisfy the other two and so um you know, we spend so much time online, we spend so much time working on our computers, uh, commuting, yeah, 
those things do not offer necessarily those inspiration connection and a solution and so that's what we're seeking hey i want i want to see i just want to look at pretty things i just want someone to talk to me (laughs) i want to maybe you know i'm kind of bored with my living room maybe i could use a few new pillows yeah and i just want to be lit up by that and you just how do you get that you go by looking at stores right and then having this really great experience where someone sees you and taps into what you're looking for and then like offers all oh there's nothing better it's amazing well, you don't feel alone in the world. I think that's why we yeah. shop. I mean, it is a lonely place. It's only getting lonelier. Yeah. And the more we dive into this virtual world, everybody thinks the smartphone's the best thing ever. I think it's probably the worst invention we ever created. But because um, the people skills are what's leaving. Uh-oh. And, you know, when you see people in a restaurant and the three-year-old's on the iPad and everyone's looking down at a blue screen, I just keep thinking, you know, go out 10 years. What does this look like? And brick and mortar is holding on to that experience and saying, Yes. more like than different i've got to find a way to like you before you like me which is the opposite of what you're going to get on facebook or certainly in politics or something else and so you can't be in that cocoon if you're going to work retail and that's why i think we can change the world with people like you that are actually you know again understanding you have two customers one that's buying a product but also the one that you employ and then making sure you do a great job with both of them yeah well yeah and i i, I just I mean, thank you for saying what you said about me at the end there, but everything you were saying prior to that, I just really agree with. And exactly where else are we getting this sort of, when it's done well, this instant satisfying connection with strangers, right? That you can go and, and have all your senses stimulated and have this great conversation. And exactly, like I tell my staff, when I'm training them that just like you love beauty products. So just those people who've come in, just pretend that they're your, your best friend and you're just showing them all your favorite stuff. Nice. That's, that's it. Yeah. And it, and it, and you see people light up all the time because it's so rare to be seen, to be connected, inspired. Well, with that energy that you're bringing to them, that's what I like, Jen. And, um, I think that's probably the key to your success and, uh, is you know your numbers, but more importantly, you're you're enjoying your job and ultimately you're finding other people that share that passion. And then with that core statement of being able to make sure that the customer, when they leave, both internal and external, feels better than when they walked in, um, that's a great recipe for success. So again, I congratulate you all and I thank you for joining me on the podcast. Did I miss anything you wanted to say? I've probably spoken too much. <laughs> Hardly at all. So how can we find out more about your wonderful business, even though uh, this is all over the world and they may not be driving to your store, but tell us how to get, in, how do we can find out more? For sure. Well, first you can visit my website, which is luxluxbeauty.com. Then you can follow our a store account on social media, which is, um, at uh, L-U-X Beauty B-T-Q-Y-E-G, which stands for Lux Beauty Boutique. Um, YEG is the, sh- sh- the airplane, airport code gotcha. for it. So Lux Beauty B-T-Q-Y-E-G. And then me, where I try and, and show behind the scenes about what it's like running a store and retail experiences that I really like is um, at Jen, J-E-N-N underscore Lux Beauty. Fabulous. Well, thanks for joining us today. I really had a great time. I did too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 
And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at bob at retaildoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.